What If the Len Bias Story, hosted by Jordan Ritter Khan, is The Ringer's latest narrative podcast. Episodes one and two launch on June 9th, and you can find new episodes every Wednesday on the Book of Basketball 2.0 feed. Here's a quick trailer. You've heard his name, Len Bias, 1980s phenom, second pick in the NBA draft. And then, cocaine, tragedy, one of the most shocking deaths in sports history. 35 years later, Bias's legacy is still making an impact. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, this is What If, the Lynn Bias story. I'm Jordan Ritter Khan. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else, like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit, where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing, you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to, though. But take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry iced tea. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. Uh, Isaac and Chris were just commenting on how crisp and clean I look on, on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, so, do I look more ravishing and handsome? It's, it doesn't seem to have to do anything with your personal appearance so much as whatever technology is capturing your, your visage. I think it's, you know, the extra half an hour of sleep I've been getting. I just uh, look more high depth. Uh, I don't right, think right, that's right, what right. it is, man. Uh, just wake up 1080p. You look super sharp. Yeah. Check it. You look eight, coordinated. 8K or something. <laughs> yeah, I swear 8K. to God, I have not tried to compliment your personal appearance. I think I, thank you. Thank you for making me seem great. I, you know, <laughs> the, the camera makes me lose 10 pounds on, on this. <clears throat> no, I got the new iMac. Got it in a green color and uh, just technology. is fucking unbelievable. For all the Zoom calls, because like uh, I was using my MacBook and my computer is an old one and the keyboards are falling off and figuring that we'd be working from home even when the world gets reopened and Zoom calls. I didn't anticipate how crisp and clean I'd be looking on this, but the computer's great. I mean, I, I'm not plugging Apple here. I'm just simply saying like, it's fucking awesome. And we were talking at length about how crisp and clean it looked, but they got- And by the way, I don't think Apple would need a plug. No. I, like, I yeah. think they have enough uh, marketing and the goodwill towards them going on. I just want on. to recommend a new little technology company uh, <laughs> creating some really cool consumer goods called Apple, I think. Um, Apple? Anyway, check them out. They're out of Cupertino. Apple? No, it's great. It's all the same things. There's like, But the layout's easier. They got two mouse pad, trackpad, and the, the verification thing for all the wet passwords and everything. It's it's just it's like, honestly, it's like, wow. They they figured out a way to make it a little bit better. So I'm, I'm excited. Are you to a have tech it. 
are you like a tech gear geeky guy, Dave? I actually don't even I'm, know. I, I, I am, but I don't know anything about it. I just like having <laughs> shit that works faster and better. Because <laughs> oh, I recognize man. the other thing that I'm, I'm seeing in the sort of uh, crisp, clear, high definition of your webcam is like the, the face. I, I recognize your <laughs> the face of wonderment of like a little Asian teenager getting a new toy. No, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's awesome. I'll, I'll be honest. It's not like it's doing something I, I don't know, especially on a computer, but everything just works faster and better. And the design is better for someone that like, I guess I, I love design who doesn't love design, but I think they did a fucking awesome job on it. Speaking of totally randomly different things before we get into the podcast, I haven't seen a dentist uh, in like 18 months because my Ooh. my schedule checkup was in, I think, like the first week of March. So I haven't seen a dentist in like two years, really, almost like 20 months. And finally I had one. And man, did they go to town? Um, <laughs> what shape were your teeth in? Was, wasn't good. I have, <laughs> I, I, I learned some things that I have. Um, it's like nail pattern baldness, but for my gum line. And it's simply because Ooh. I got to have major, I have to have major surgery somehow, some point on my gums because well, it's okay right now. Uh, I think uh, it's gone down a lot because of my grinding of my teeth. Mm-hmm, I didn't I understand that, that stress. <laughs> stress, even though I meditate, even though I try to do everything I can to release stress, uh, my jaw is so powerfully like clenched shut mm-hmm. all the time that mm-hmm. it's now causing my teeth to move back and forth, which reduces your gum. And Jesus. I am a, I have to get gum graft surgery, potentially. Oh, my Not God. Not potentially. I have to. Yeah, yeah. What? Be fucking wow. terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, this this has to do with your grinding. Has nothing to do with your gay eating. Nope. All <laughs> to do with my. It's pretty fucking shitty. You sure you're not burning your gums off by eating gay this? Maybe way? they don't understand. It <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. crazy. I I uh I've been grinding my teeth since I was a kid, and I don't have you know how like you have canines like the pointy ones. Mine are flat because <laughs> yeah. I've ground them too. I think that Dave got the same thing too. And here's the thing, while we're talking about technology, you know, I've been seeing a dentist in New York for, for a long time, but like, I feel, I don't know what happened between the last visit, which I would do two, three times regularly, which is honestly about 20 plus months ago. I feel like we time traveled with the technology that I just witnessed with the, the dentist. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck happened. I mean... If you guys have recently seen the dentist and they have all the new gear, I remember as a kid just how medieval it was where they put like like metal fillings and it would hurt like a motherfucker and like the the, the mm. equipment just looked like torture scene in a movie. And I walked into this dentistry office and everything was like beautiful. Everything was nice. I sit down and everything seemed to be different. First, they put, take like a... What seemed like an ultrasound, that's another thing that's gotten better, especially, um, hmm. you know, with Grace being pregnant again and I've been going back. Just since Hugo's been born, like, I've seen even monumental increase in the imaging for ultrasounds. It's fucking crazy. Mm. I thought it was crazy when Hugo was born. It has gotten even better on that end. And now they have an ultrasound technology for your teeth. So hmm. I sit down and they take this thing and they're like, ultrasounding my teeth. And instead of de- taking photos, they now have all the image of my jawline and all my teeth of every Ooh. angle. And then you get 360 degrees. And it's also 
able to detect cavities before they happen because they can go deeply inside your tooth with image. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. And um, all the tools and everything, it's not just like that scraping of stuff. And I don't even know what happened. I had to get a deep clean. And um, they brought out this like laser thing. It looked like a, something out of Star Wars, you know, where they're like looking at the radar chart on this this, this glass screen. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. This sounds like some fucking fancy LA dentist shit. My, my dentist still has no, a Super uh, Nintendo an- system in the waiting room, man. Like, I don't know <laughs> what I was an Altadena. I tell you what, man, it was pretty cool. Was it an Asian <laughs> dentist? Yes, it was. Of course. Let me ask you yes. a couple. I, I could talk about dentists all day. Let me ask you a question. Where do you guys look when they're working on your teeth? Do you keep your eyes open or do you look at something? I close my eyes. Mm. They, I did a deep clean, like real serious cleaning. They, they, they were like, uh, we can do the topical ointment that numbs it or, and then, or we can give you a Novocaine. And that's injection. I was like, give, give me the pain. I, I want the painkillers. Shoot me up as much as humanly possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting a needle in your mouth sucks, but like, I don't care. Here's how much I loved getting my mouth basically worked on. I fell asleep. See, that's my fear. Wow. I don't want to fall asleep in the chair. I'll fall asleep under any conditions. But you close yeah. your eyes, you always fall asleep? Well, I want to look up at that fucking guy cleaning <laughs> my teeth. Who's a pleasant guy. Name was Jose. <laughs> I like stare into the light. I mean, it's the the lights are, I think, a more of a, a source of fear for me is like, I don't want to stare into a light. So I took my daughter recently. And you know what they give little kids? They give them little sunglasses. Oh. Yeah, I got sunglasses too. What? Yeah. I got two pair for, because of the laser one, you know, that, that I met, envisioned Admiral Akbar using to coordinate the rebellion fleet. <laughs> You're such a That's a second Star Wars dentist reference. They gave me a different set of eyeglasses, and uh, I thought it was awesome. Except when they told me I have to get gum graft surgery. That sounds. And then horrible. I looked into that, and that basically is like uh, what dudes do to get hair. They got to yeah. do for your gums. Where do they get the gum? Roof of your gum. Blah. The roof so of they your cut mouth. Cut little chunks off the roof of your mouth and paste it to your. Blah. That's gnarly. Dude. And and I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that just goes. It, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it sounds so painful. I was like, how long? I was like, because you know, I had that mouth surgery earlier this year when they took a chunk out of my lip. Yeah. And that was incredibly painful. And I was like, oh my God, that would be on my gum. I, I don't know if I could tolerate that pain. And they're like, so how long is the recovery process? She said four to six weeks. Jesus I said, Christ. I said, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. And she said, here's the real problem too. There's no guarantee that it's successful, even though there's a higher probability that it'll be successful than not. And you got to do one side of the mouth and then another at a time and then another. Oh, no. That's three months of gum recovery, dude. That's fucking horrible. I said, I'd rather have my teeth fall out, I think. Just go for dentures. (sighs) Let's just get preemptive dentures, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. But uh, anyway, the technology has gotten so amazing that uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of dentistry. And if this has happened to the world of dentistry and also to just ultrasounds for babies, like what else is happening in this world that I have no idea that has just gone <laughs> I mean, 50 to 100 years? Like what the fuck is happening? Literally I felt like I tra- time traveled. I did not know what the fuck was happening. Or does LA have a just better technology than New York. I don't understand. 
Well, that's the funny thing. Like dentist office to dentist office, it varies so much. And I remember, I remember going to the first new dentist after seeing the same one for like twenty years, and I was like, "Wait, why didn't my dentist upgrade anything? Why is <laughs> why is all my shit so old?" But uh, oh, oh, here's oh, can I tell you one more thing? Here's the fucking craziest revelation that I learned. Remember when like there was like four years ago they said, "Oh, flossing's bad for you," and then that like disappeared as a what? as a false truth. There was an anti-flossing I campaign. I don't, I don't yeah, remember this. There's a little bit anti-flossing. This, this is the this is the holy fuck. The person that was cleaning my teeth said, <laughs> "Get ready for this. You, of all the things you learned the past year, this is going to melt your minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get ready. This is the 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 biggest revelation ever on the Dave Chang show. When you <laughs> brush ready. your teeth I'm with toothbrush, are you ready? I'm, okay. Are you ready? Okay. okay. Are you ready? Can you can you handle the truth? Let's go. When you brush your teeth, you're not supposed to rinse out your mouth with water. What? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I swear to fucking God. I've literally been yelling at my daughter every day to be like, rinse out your mouth. (laughs) You can't just leave without rinsing out your mouth. What are you talking about? That's not true. I'm telling you. That's what I said. I said, it can't be true. They're like, especially when you're using Sensodyne. Wait, you spit it out and then you just walk out of the bathroom. Yeah, you spit out as much as you can. And and then then just... Leave. But they're like, if you use Sensodyne or whitening toothpaste or anything that's like, just anything, even with like fluoride, you're eliminating all the things that you're using the toothpaste for. Right. <laughs> Immediately <Right>. after. <laughs> it's like, I, you yeah. want it to like, just like. I guess it's like waxing your car and then scraping all the wax off before you yeah. drive away. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And Weird. I, I, that's not, wait, what? Is that common knowledge or is this like a. This I sounds like know. a splinter dentist fucking... group that you've gone to see with some kind of like uh, crazy philosophies. Are you? It's this not is a, real. Listen, I, I understand. In, in like the beginning of the Christian Church, they would have been hung on a crucifix by now. But like, this is the Gnostic dentistry? <laughs> yeah, this is the Gospel of Thomas of dentistry. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm reading I'm online you. here. Wow, interesting. And I'm just telling you guys, try to do it. You 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 are so conditioned. It is one of the hardest things in the world you'll try to do. To not rinse. Yeah. That feels horrible. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't even know. Um, I can't believe my daughter's been right about this. <laughs> uh, can I can I tell you guys my quick dentist story? I also went to the dentist recently for the first time since whenever, whenever, probably 20 months also. I went in there for a cleaning, for a deep cleaning, and I opened my... <laughs> I went to a new dentist and I opened my mouth and like, this is the last thing you ever want to hear when you go to the dentist. I think I opened my mouth and the dental hygienist said, what happened to your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Did you redirect the hygienist to the episode, the Christine Caloric experience? No, it was like, (laughs) that's what happened to your mouth. You chewed on 30,000 calories. I was like, what do you mean? What happened to my mouth? And she was like, uh, it's like pretty abraded here. Like there's a lot of abrasions on like your gum line here. And I was like, Hmm. what is she talking? Oh, I had just become so accustomed to this feeling, but like I'd eaten a banh mi. And when I say I've eaten a banh mi, I'd eaten three banh mi's that day. Uh, that were very crusty and just like cut up my entire mouth. And then she was like, I told her I ate a sandwich. She's like, oh, must have been a pretty delicious sandwich. Anyway, not the thing you want to hear a dental hygienist say to you. You know, these are all the problems of stress, right? And 
I think one of the things uh, about stepping out of the kitchen uh, is to lead a healthier life to some degree for me and reducing my stress because of all the the issues I've had with with heart and high blood pressure. Uh, that has actually very <laughs> less to do with diet and more to do with my stress. And now to see how stress can impact my teeth, it's like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, yeah. You have to change your lifestyle. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> fucking trying. You're like, my teeth are uh, reason 5,000 to do that. Like, I got plenty of other reasons to try to change my lifestyle. So he's like, do you clench your teeth a lot? I'm like, 24 <laughs> 7. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you not yeah. supposed to at some point? I guess no. what I'm eating. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I clenched my teeth for, for a little bit and it actually led to some pretty serious jaw problems to where I couldn't sing properly. Like, I couldn't pronounce words because my, my jaw would lock up. Me too. And uh, my my dentist was basically just, just like, just try not to every single day. <laughs> like, just stop. Just try not to clench. Just, yeah. Just like whenever you notice yourself clenching, just don't do it. And it, and then it worked. Like, within a month, I was okay. So that, like, like, I swear we should stop talking about teeth. But like, when my when I was a kid… Like I never had braces, but my, my dentist was like, oh, you know, it's, you know, kind of maybe you're going to need braces. Maybe you won't. I'm not really sure. It'll, we'll have to like let his, his jaw develop. My dad in the car on the way home was like, Chris, I want you to use your tongue to try to push these teeth uh, forward. <laughs> <laughs> like just all day long, try to use your tongue to straighten your teeth. And I do. I did, Be your I own could, braces. It's a habit I have to this day using my, my tongue to like push my teeth forward because like, I have to think that doesn't do anything. I have confirmation bias because I didn't, have, well, I didn't enough. have braces, did I, Isaac? So it worked. Yeah, I mean, neither did I and I didn't do your <laughs> stupid tongue thing, so. Not my stupid tongue thing, my dad's. Uh, your, your dad's, your dad's. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Dave, did you ever have braces? Yeah, when I got them in the third grade. Oh, wow. But okay. I was really bad. I mean, this is how much technology's changed. Like, I mean, again, I'm a few years older than all you guys. It was pretty, again, medieval. I mean, they would have like hanging wires, just cutting in the back of your your, yeah. your gums. Um, there was nothing awesome about it. I, again, like I was so bad at keeping my braces. I would just, it bothered me so much. I would just rip it out of my mouth. You'd rip, you would rip your braces? I'd rip the wire out. Out of your mouth? And I'd, I'd come back to the- How strong like, were you as a third grader? No, this is probably like fourth or fifth grade, but just so it gives Still. you an idea of just how defiant I was as a kid. Um, because I would see a Korean orthodontist and she was just not, you know, very stern. And I would just tell you like, then don't make it hurt so much. I would tell her, it's mm-hmm. like, it shouldn't hurt this much because I'm constantly bleeding. And she's like, you're taking it out. I was like, because you're putting it in poorly. Oh my god! You're such a weenie. What a dick thing to say. God. I was like, that, I didn't say it exactly like that. I was like, then like, you know, it's like, why is it hurting so much? I talked to other friends, and they don't have any problems with it. They're not bleeding. So, <laughs> um, all right. I think that that's enough uh, teeth talk. Let's ta- actually talk about things that we do with our teeth, which is uh, namely eating. And we'll do that right after this short break. 
This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Hey guys, I got hit on the freeway by a, a, a flying kayak paddle yesterday <laughs> wait what i was driving on the freeway and i looked up and like like no joke 40 feet in the air was like this kayak paddle coming oh straight down and just like smashed into the front of my car going 80 miles on the freeway so wow, uh, is the paddle okay the paddle i mean I've, i'm still <laughs> using it to uh spank my frat brothers later <laughs> oh, this afternoon so hopefully it's still oh, in good man. shape no, I'm, I'm so sorry that's that's uh that sounds awful you know, it's, it's fucking sucks getting hit by things on the freeway i'm just gonna say yeah no anyway, it's not great that was more for you guys than anybody else let's do some wipes <laughs> let's do some wipes i don't know how this is going um let's start with something uh, fairly easy canned fruit Overrated or underrated? The cocktail things with the cherry, not good. Pear, pineapple, cherry. Uh, I think mandarin, orange segments are delicious. Uh, and lychee, mm. lychee. We've done a recipe club with lychee martinis. I almost prefer can lychee, lychee over fresh. I like how you're um, pronouncing it both ways to just to yeah. cover all your bases. Canned fruit is great. You know what's underrated? Freeze-dried fruit. Oh, so good. Ooh. So expensive. Not if you buy the can that I bought many uh, during the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> you bought like a, a gigantic size of it. Oh, just your survivalist fruit bunker. Not if you're me, says Dave Chang. <laughs> There's one in my car uh, as well because it's, it's like what Hugo needs. He wants fruit. So I was like, what do I, mm. what do, I do? Worst case scenario. I'm worst case scenario guy. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> freeze-dried fruits though? It's strawberries. Strawberries the best. Yeah. That's true. I think I would actually prefer freeze-dried strawberries. They're just like much easier to eat than fresh strawberries. And freeze-dried blueberries are great too. Ooh, yeah. Also just yeah. dried blueberries. Chewy, chewy dried blueberries. Yeah. Uh, is there a thing, Dave, like with, uh, say, canned seafood where other countries have a better tradition of it? Is there other canned fruits that you've seen internationally that we don't have here? That's not a thing, is it? I, I don't know. I, again, I, I think outside, uh, Spain is the canned food, tin food, country uh they're the reigning champion as far as i'm concerned but i don't know if i've seen fruit i only see white asparagus hmm. man i used to think that that syrup in the uh can was was healthy when i was a kid <laughs> I used to drink that fucking <laughs> I mean, syrup. It's sugary water so you... i thought it was like fucking juice man i thought it was right. just juice i thought nope. it was good for nope. you Mm-mm. fine then, over, then overrated overrated it is okay frank's red hot sauce Overrated or underrated? I have an opinion about this, but you guys go first. I think this is such dicey territory. Everybody's hot sauce preferences are are completely right to you and completely wrong to everybody else. I uh, the first time I actually I think I can remember having Frank's Red Hot was also for Recipe Club when Priya made us do her 
what, what the hell was that, Dave? Satan BLT yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It was good. Yeah, but that's I don't know what what where where do you eat Frank's Red Hot? What is like the what's the iconic Frank's Red Hot? Buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing, nothing. It's you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'm of the opinion that it's severely overrated. Oh, it's not okay. that good. It's not that good. It's cayenne pepper, garlic, and vinegar. Okay, that's a generic hot sauce. I mean, there's a lot. It's in, in the in, people like Texas Pete and all of these things. And honestly, I don't. They're fine. They're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> what is your? Do you have a? Do you have a uh, liquidy, squirtable hot sauce go-to, Chang? I mean, we go through a lot of Cholula. Yeah. Cholula and Tabatillo for me. Good old Tabasco is great because of the acidity. Like, the, outside of that, I don't really have it, you know? People swear by Texas Pete. People swear by Frank's Red Hot. It's great. It's like, they like Pepsi. Big fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valentina is my go-to. Valentina is delicious. For like a weeker. I, I, I remember being in Mexico City and... Uh, seeing the this rotisserie chicken stand and seeing this one long skewer completely packed end to end with what I thought was chicken wings, but was in fact just chicken necks being rotisseried. Mm. And I ordered a, a bag of them and they just like slid these delightfully browned chicken necks off of this skewer into a paper bag and just housed it with Valentina and shook it. And it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. Wonderful. Um, aluminum foil. Or tinfoil, overrated or underrated? Um, aluminium. Aluminium. There's a lot of people that say it causes Alzheimer's disease. Uh, there's also a very famous culinary person of note that was very mad at me because they saw that I used it in one of my restaurants and they they were adamant that uh, I stopped using it and only used butcher paper so much that he sent me one of the biggest rolls of butcher paper I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> I love it. And it's recyclable. I think it's great to cook with. Uh, I don't use it often. I never really use it in a professional kitchen, except when I wrap uh, wrap things. And that's when we used it for uh, the OG Psalm, when we would wrap our little Psalms. But professional kitchens, you almost never, ever, 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 ever use aluminum foil, ever. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. used it once other than to wrap something. And that was the only time we ever had aluminum foil. In, in home, I use it all the time to cook fish especially salted mackerel like korean salted mm-hmm. mackerel mm-hmm. um oily fish things that are going to make it very difficult to clean up hmm. to me that's why i use aluminum foil and i use plastic wrap for all the other things but i don't use it too much like when we have a roll of aluminum foil it's 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 one of those things where the box deteriorates way faster than the aluminum foil because it just we never go through a lot of it yeah, I think of the big three of plastic wrap, parchment, and aluminum foil. I probably use the least aluminum foil, and I have not quite figured mm-hmm. out what the hell wax paper is for. Nobody knows. Nobody really knows. Because <laughs> it melts in I the mean, oven. what the fuck is the point of it? You, you can't even use it in the oven. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up, and Alzheimer's.org says that the correlation between using aluminum products and Alzheimer's is a myth. Uh, kiwis, overrated or underrated? Uh, the fruits, not the not the birds, obviously. 
or the demonym for uh, New Zealand people. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, or New Zealanders. I mean, if you want to, if you have an opinion on New Zealanders, you can go ahead. The other, t- yeah, fuck that. Uh, overrated. The other day, my daughter was like, "Did you know you can eat kiwi skin?" And I was like, "What? Who, who told you that?" She was like, "You can." And then she just started eating kiwi skins. And I you was like, "Can, but it's not going to taste good." It doesn't taste good. Overrated. I don't understand the kiwis really? as a fruit. I love kiwis. I think it's gross. I think they're a pain in the ass to clean. Well, if you're like peel. my daughter, why you got to clean them? <laughs> just eat them. Eat them with <laughs> just the skin, pop man. them in. <laughs> That's what she's trying to say to you. It's one of my favorites. I just I love kiwi. One I of just, your I like favorite the, fruits the, yeah. is kiwi. It's one of my favorite fruits. Yeah, it's juicy. It's tangy. What? I like the green and I like the yellow. I like I like all kinds of kiwis. I also like New Zealanders. I also like New Zealand people from New Zealand. I love New Zealanders. And, uh, I've never seen the bird, but I'm, I'm sure that I would also like the bird. Um, <laughs> Velveeta cheese, overrated or underrated? Adequately rated. You're taking the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's. I grew up eating it as a kid. It's fine. I don't necessarily love it, but it's not overrated or underrated. It's just like, it is what it, it's accurately rated. I mean, I know you can make it, too, but why would I ever? I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like all the people that was like, "Oh, you make cheese." It costs like two bucks for just a buy giant it. block. Just fucking buy it. Let the professionals make it. I. Uh, it's not like American cheese where it's truly underrated and people and it has like multiple uses. I think that Velveeta cheese has ex- has exactly as many uses as you think it does. Yeah, maybe there's more uses for it. It's on one of our recipe club wheels. It just hasn't hit. Okay. Okay. Let's do bitter greens. The entire oeuvre of bitter greens. Overrated or underrated? Like arugula? Yeah. <laughs> like Which arugula. I'm allergic to, by the way. <laughs> what else is... Uh, Gretti is another one. What's another bitter is green? Is it kale? Technically. Is kale a bitter green? Is it? I don't know. You know what's a better name than arugula? Rocket. Rocket's In, great. Uh, I, I don't understand why I don't use rocket. Yeah, everyone should call it rocket. Rocket. <laughs> the Australians, man. <laughs> it's the best name for any fucking lettuce by far and away. Besides iceberg, tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Rocket. Rocket. I don't man. know why the marketing genius is like, you know what's a better name? Arugula. No. Yeah. They should have got whoever they should have got whoever came up with Rocket to re rebrand Bitter Greens, which is one of the worst possible names for <laughs> classifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, Hugo's here. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> he's talking. He's holding the mouse like a phone. Oh, amazing. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Hugo. Hi, Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hi, Hugo. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, everybody. Are you? How are you, Hugo? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? How are you doing? (laughs) I said, I'm good. How about you? Are you doing good? Are you okay? Okay. (laughs) He's just repeating everything you say, not answering anything to get me out of here, Dad. He's he's got the mouse up to his ear. He's talking. Who's on the phone, Hugo? Hugo, who are you talking to? Huh? He doesn't want to say. It's the FBI. It's the FBI. He's like, it's a private call, he can't dude. say. Can I have the mouse back? Yes. Can I have it back, please? Yes. Thank you. Wow. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye, buddy. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put you down. Yes. Here you go. Here's... 
Let's keep on going. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about scented candles? Overrated or underrated? Um, I hate them. They have to be good quality kind. Because if they're like uh, the ones that are very… Unfortunately, I feel like there is a price correlation between good and and price. Mm -hmm. The more expensive are actually really good. And if you get one for like five bucks, you know, it's usually the high marijuana smell. (laughs) Uh, You said you hate them, Chris. I do. What's your uh, rationale? Uh, I hate all. I mean, it's just it's a personal preference. I hate potpourri. I hate mm-hmm. I hate all smell things. Really, I hate like dominant like a, a room that just has like one predominant smell. I don't like perfume either. Perfume is another thing I think is also just like price correlation. But wow. I, even so, I think I, I okay. don't like it. I fucking hate cologne. I think it's okay. horrible. It gives me a headache. I mean, I my middle name is Jaquar Nor. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 is such a good smell. Uh, I've never forgotten that odor. What about deodorant or antiperspirant? Don't like it. Don't like those. You don't. You just like natural scents. I love the smell of Old Spice. To be honest with you, the like the original Old Spice. Yeah, man. I just think that's. I think that's. I don't like smelly things. This is a point of contention for me and my wife, who loves mm-hmm. perfumes and candles and nice smelling things. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, let me smell. Let me smell the terribleness of the world all around us. Just like, give it to me unfiltered, please. Oh, okay. I, I'm getting I'm getting a message from uh, from Danny, our producer on the Major Domo side. What was your high school cologne of choice? Did you did you wear or, or deodorant of choice? Did you what did you wear in high school? Speed stick. <laughs> I had Axe body spray. I was one of those kids. I was too old for Axe body spray. I, I never got it. Never, never yeah. came into my life. I, I wore a. It was a Dark Temptation. Was the Axe <laughs> body spray that I call it DT. I think that fuck. What is mine called? I think I had Aqua Digio. <laughs> <laughs> because like some fucking friends had it. And I hated it. Yeah, it's it's I whatever your it, friends are wearing is what it comes down to. I think somebody to. bought me a bottle of like Eternity for Christmas that lived with me for like 25 years that I used one time. And then I... I don't want to talk about this. Fuck you, Danny. <laughs> okay, okay. I just want to comment that Hugo is still holding Dave's mouse to his it's ear. Like a day trader though, right now. He's yeah. just looking... <laughs> He's making some important <laughs> calls. Blue Horseshoe loves blue steel. Blue yes. Horseshoe loves blue steel. <laughs> he's, he's just selling crypto right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the phone with Hong Kong. Um, trout. Overrated or underrated? To eat? To eat. Or to cook? Or to catch? Or to catch? Um, I think farm-raised trout is disgusting. Oh. Repeat that. If you haven't been to a trout farm, you should because it's fucking gross. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, Hugo. This is kind of bouncing we off the of cussing him. in this in this show. I don't think he even like he can he even like internalizes that. He's just like these are just words that dad says. Um, they're they're really not they're not uh, ideal to eat in in my opinion and and i prefer not to eat trout as a fish mainly because i do like to catch them and catch and release there are times you should eat one whether it's like a rainbow trout when it's not an invasive when it's as an invasive species or um i mean trout is delicious when it's wild but every time i catch one i try to put it back it's Mm -hmm. not something i try to eat and uh 
I think it's great to catch, obviously, but uh, I've trout fished in a lot of different places and I've been fortunate to do so, but I never really like to eat trout. It's always catch and release to me. And I almost never eat it because I know that it's farm raised. Mm -hmm. Can you paint a picture of that trout farm? What are we looking at in the trout farm? It looks like that scene in Indiana Jones when he opens up the the crypt and there's snakes everywhere. Said, <laughs> imagine water. Oh, and they're just packed into a yeah, tight, And they're tight... just like a swarming mass of like fish bodies like clamoring yeah. for pellets and shit. Swimming oh. in, yeah, f- yeah, swimming in their own fecal matter. It's just it's, like, it's, it's, yeah. oh my God, just like a cesspool nursery of fish. Yeah. Freshwater fish in general, not not my cup of tea. Not that I say that it can't be delicious. I think walleye is great. I think pike can be extremely delicious. Uh, perch is not. Yeah, perch is freshwater. Mm. But I don't. I don't. I'm not a big freshwater fish kind of person, especially um, carp. I know a lot of Asian people like to eat goldfish. Basically, carp is a goldfish, and I find that to be a, a not starter. Mm-hmm. I bet there are a lot of people who like don't eat, uh, like who make very conscientious animal welfare decisions around the, the meat they eat, mm-hmm. but buy farm raised fish because they think it's safer. But like a, a fish farm is just a factory farm in the water. Yeah. One of the biggest lies, continued misinformation is fish and the kinds of fish that you eat, whether it's sustainable, whether it's wild, whether it's organic, it's just full of. Honestly, mostly marketing lies. And just to reiterate, every time you see anything that's Atlantic salmon, it is farmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anybody that tells you anything remotely close to wild from the Atlantic Ocean is a lie because it is illegal. Mm. It is is illegal. You will go to jail if you (laughs) sell Atlantic salmon. You know, I always think it's funny is when you go to the grocery store and they have that like color coding sustainability system. It's like, these are greens and these are yellows. And just one time I want to go and just see a red. <laughs> just like, wait, this is a, a red sustainability colored fish? Like, why are you selling? You know, what is the point of this? They don't have that rating to accurately represent the actual sustainability. It's to make you feel good. One of my favorite things, and this is at a restaurant chain that I talk a lot about because I loved and I asked them about their uh, hot smoked salmon. And uh, where it came from. It's not to say that I don't eat it occasionally. And they're like, oh, no, it's it's sustainable. I'm like, okay. I don't know how it got to this line, but the server was, it swims in its own water. Um, what was it? <laughs> it swims in its own water. <laughs> it swims in its own water. And I, it's, it's something so ridiculous like that. I was like, what the f- what, 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 what did you just say? It's, oh, no, it swims in its own habitat. That's what they said. It swims in its own habitat. Okay. Um, I, I was like, so you mean water? <laughs> as, a, as opposed to land and air. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll take two then. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, they were, uh, I'm sure management told them, this is what you tell somebody if they ask to sort of flummox them from ever asking more questions. Swims in it. its own habitat. Okay. No, I think it was even add. It swims in its own natural habitat. Natural being a very relative word. Yeah. What does that even mean? Anyway. Yeah. Breakfast pizza is a fad that's been going around. Overrated or underrated? Pizza for breakfast, underrated. Leftover pizza for breakfast, mm-hmm. underrated. Mm-hmm. Breakfast pizza, overrated. Okay. Okay. What is breakfast pizza? Like eggs on your, like scrambled yeah, eggs like and scrambled smoked eggs salmon and shit that kind on of stuff pizza? on your pizza. Pizza for breakfast, underrated. Breakfast pizza, overrated. Uh-huh. 
That's my um, breakfast pizza is not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Simple as that. You know what a breakfast pizza really is? It's called a breakfast burrito. Yeah. It's a flat breakfast burrito. <laughs> Unrolled burrito. Well, how do you feel about breakfast burritos again? They're great, but I, I love... It depends on my age and how hungover I am. Right, right. And now older Dave wants Amigas or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have the metabolism, never, not like I ever did to digest a 1.5 pound brick of food <laughs> at, you know, nine in the morning. Mm. <laughs> and then sometimes being like, maybe I'll have another one. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes being like, maybe I'll have another one. Okay. Do you like breakfast pizza, Isaac? No, I've never had it. <laughs> never had it. I just saw it online and I was like, what this? what is this? I don't understand. Like, I mean, I grew up with breakfast burritos. I grew up in Southern California. It's like, why would you eat that in any other form? Oh, yeah. right now Hugo's watching Good Dinosaur. Oh. Hmm. The nice. forgotten Pixar film. Um, not only is it a great movie, can I just say, oh man, totally side note. All these Pixar dudes and dudettes that make these films clearly are drug users. Um, <laughs> yeah. In- insanely so. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the subversion of how they talk about drug use because in The Good Dinosaur, a movie that uh, we now let Hugo watch, there's a scene where the dinosaur and the, and the Stone Age kid consume peaches or apples that have been left to ferment on the ground. Mm. And they trip their balls off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a long, there's a long tradition of that because Dumbo does the same thing. Dumbo gets wasted on uh, alcohol and sh- starts tripping balls. Like that's, there's a long tradition to your point, Dave, of Disney people being like sneaking a little, a little uh, uh, psychedelic trip into the middle of a movie. I mean, clearly, because I was like the 50s, 60s and you know, whatever, but this is, this is clearly some kind of natural psilocybin taking place mm. in a G-rated movie. Mm. <laughs> and, and people are like, yay! <laughs> Pretty like, colors. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good dinosaur. <laughs> Underrated. Um, I mean, this isn't on the list of topics, but I do want to ask you, like, you guys watch a bunch of children's content because you both have children. What's, like, your favorite children's content to watch as an adult? Disney. Uh, you can't just say all of Disney. Like, which which movie? Which TV show? I mean, Good Dinosaur. All the Pixar stuff. It's really... Pixar. Really, they did something amazing. I think mm-hmm. the stuff on YouTube is dangerous. I hate um, it. It's hmm. really dangerous. It's really extremely addictive and repetitive. And it's... Like, Blippy is something that we God, just weaned Blippy. off. Because I think he's dangerous. He's super... <laughs> de- I, I completely agree. I completely agree that YouTube is dangerous. And plus, just like there's the whole rabbit hole you go down on, on YouTube yeah. of just like Gecko's Garage, I think is dangerous, even though I love it, right? You know, um, I think it's cool, but it's so addictive for Hugo that I, that's what, what we, we don't let him use YouTube anymore uh, for children's stuff. Uh, there's an Australian cartoon now on, on Disney Plus and, and Hulu called Bluey about a little dog named Bluey and his family. It's the best mm. kids show. There was also a DuckTales reboot a few years ago. That was very, very good. Hugo should start watching Bluey, actually, Dave. He'd be into... Bluey is appropriate for him. 
He also likes, I'll check that out. He loves Octonauts on Netflix. Octonauts, yeah. That's big. That's cool. I actually like Octonauts a lot. Octonauts is good. Octonauts is good. Hugo, do you like Octonauts? Yeah, he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whatever, Dad. Whatever, Dad. I'm watching The Good Dinosaur. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like a weird parent right now. I'm, I, I have the iPad positioned in the corner so I can see him in the back of my Zoom. Yeah, but you've got him in like a Blair Witch uh, situation here where you've got him facing the corner. <laughs> Listen, guys, parenting. Parenting while you're working. Dude, I don't even I don't, I don't even know where my kids are right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is slightly embarrassing for me to admit, but I watched Frozen 2 a few times over the course of the pandemic because I just thought it was really well made and it has a very like mature message, which is like a one of self-actualization and... Uh, that is well made. Show yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was. It, it, I think it has a good message for kids. Like, I'm, I'm actually pretty amazed that they would put this in there. And I, and I also watched on Disney Plus the the making of Frozen Two. And so these are like you know real professionals in the Walt Disney Animation Studio going through the creative process. And I, I thought that was beautiful of just the collaboration involved and just creating a story and uh, I think Frozen 2 sucks how about that wow okay Frozen 1 All right. this Frozen is, 1 is a better movie no, uh, uh, Frozen 2 is almost like coming to America I <laughs> two. completely disagree I think Frozen 2 is a, a far superior which movie which I still loved I, lo- I think coming to America 2 is great I, it's everything I wanted but Frozen 2 even ask you you like Frozen 1 or 2 what huh? happened what happened Big. yeah Big Duck Big Duck <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> He's saying, "What's happened?" <laughs> you know, it's not children's content at all. But my um, my daughter's really into the Eurovision soundtrack. Did you guys watch? Eurovision? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I like my that movie. Daughter, all we listen to all day long are three songs from Eurovision. Husevic? She has not seen the movie, but all day long she sings Husevik, my hometown. But she has, yeah. she doesn't know what the Icelandic <laughs> words are, so she just like sing fucking gibberish. <laughs> And then she sings Double Trouble all day long. Oh, great song. And we got a lot of Ya Ya Ding Dong in this house. Anyway, <laughs> great kids content. Uh, terrible okay. Blood Sausage. Overrated or underrated? I, I can't. I can't eat it. You I can't it. eat it? Even Sunday? Yeah, no. What? This is not the response I was anticipating. Yeah, my dad would want to eat it after a taekwondo and I couldn't ever eat it. And it always looks like worms to me because you cut into it and it's got rice in it. It just looks gross. It tastes not nice. And um, blood sausage across the board, even the French variety is, I'll just say it, it's gross. It's coagulated blood. Why do I I want to eat that? It's one of Um, my favorite things. It's one of my favorite things. It's spiced blood. Um, I love it. Sunday is one of my favorite things in the universe. Yeah, it's it's easily the food that I reserve for the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have assumed this about you, Dave, that you don't like blood sausage, but I uh, and I guess spiced blood does does sound gross. No, I, I'm not a Sunday fan. There's nothing about blood sausage that I want to eat. Isaac, let's open a let's open a restaurant called Sunday Bloody Sunday. Bloody and, uh, Sunday. <laughs> I'm sure that already exists. I, I get it. People love it, but the same reason why it's like I don't love anything. I don't. I'm. I'm just not into awful at in general right now. Okay. Okay. Fair. Very disappointing. Very disappointing news. Um, I'm a lesser chef. I know it. Guess what? <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Let me just ask you, what do you usually get at a vending machine? You know, like kind of like a typical vending machine selection that you would see anywhere in the United States. Well, growing up as a kid, it used to be chi on wheat. Chi on wheat by Nabisco. Delicious. And then again, we've talked about it before when we're doing snacks. Um, tasty cake honey bun warmed up in a microwave for about, you know, the kind of microwave that was just mm-hmm. like one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a low setting. That's unbelievable. So mm. it used to be crackers, the cheese on wheat crackers. That was my my snack of choice as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then in adolescence, <laughs> it was a tasty cake. Cheese on wheat. I kept trying to remember what the hell that was. Uh, what did you? Uh, he goes like, "Hear me say cheese on wheat." What do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. And cheese? Mm-hmm. You want cheese on wheat? Mm-hmm. No. It's Teflon. <laughs> it's Teflon. What, what did he say? He was like cheese on rice because he likes to eat American oh, cheese on rice. Oh man, good man, good man. All right, sorry, Chris. What were you saying? I don't remember. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't understand what chi chi on we was. <laughs> I thought he started speaking Qion, French. Chi on we. What's your? That's like, how we used to say it as a kid. Chi on we. Chi on we. I was a famous Amos cookies man. That's the, I haven't. Oh, ordered, I haven't Amos. Gotten anything out of a vending machine in many years? But famous Amos or those grandmothers mothers cookies. I always went for the cookies and then the peanut M and M's. I think were where I went. What about uh, drinks out of vending machines? I'm not like a soda guy. So no. when I was a kid, I drank a lot of like uh, Snapple, Lipton, Nest Tea, whatever. Lipton, 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 Lipton is the way to go. Lipton iced yeah, tea. I would crush those as a kid. But in general, like I, I'm not a snack food, anything out of any machine oh, kind really? of person. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I used to buy a lot of beer in vending machines in Japan waiting for train stations. Mm. Even so far as buying the little mini kegs you can buy and get just properly effed on a train. <laughs> can you drink on trains? I did. I don't know if you can. <laughs> that's, that seems to be, that seems pretty illegal. I mean, uh, there's no brown bag, no brown bagging it. They literally, you could buy a, a mini keg, you know, those kinds of mini kegs that have like 12 beers in it uh-huh. in a vending machine. That's wild. It was awesome. That's so wild. Um, pretzel rolls. Pretzel rolls. I can tell you right now, overrated. Overrated. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do I want to have the sodium bark bicarbonate lye like flavor take away from anything else that I'm eating? Mm. Mm. Pretzel rolls in general should only be in a pretzel, hot pretzel, and even then, the only pretzels I like are Auntie Anne's, Auntie Anne's, mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. the things you get at the airport. Those. <laughs> Those are the kinds of delicious that you buy when you land. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> that's the, see, that's the beauty of the airport is nobody knows if you're coming or going. If yeah. you're just, you're eating dinner, <laughs> you can be like, oh, I got this flight coming up. I got to get one of these Annie's pretzels. But yeah. really, really your home. <laughs> yeah. Just recreationally getting a fucking. What, a, what an amazing product. This cinnamon a, bite pretzels. Ooh, oh, man. Not even, it's all the savory to me. Just the. Yeah. The, the 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 butter all of it the jalapeno love 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 that love that especially the jalapeno but like pretzel rolls no no never great marketing yeah I don't know why people think it's good but it's you know in general idea. that's gar- garbage is pretzels as a snack I agree 
I don't think Especially pretzels are very good. Unsalted pretzels. Sorry, Germans. But pretzels filled with peanut butter. Delicious. Very good. Peanut butter filled pretzels. Yeah. You know what I don't understand too? The honey mustard pretzel things that were the rage. With like the powdered mustard honey stuff. No. Terrible. No. Terrible. Uh, speaking of like airport kind of snacks, like what do you usually eat at? We talked about Subway. We talked about CPK. What do you usually get at airports now that we're traveling a little bit again? Well, I can tell you which airports okay. <laughs> in Amer- okay. America. Atlanta has Bojangles at the Delta Terminal, which is a, a huge plus. They also have a long line for um, P.F. Chang's there. Uh, just talking about the hubs. The worst food in all of food options in America for a giant terminal airport is Salt Lake City. Oh, There's nothing. interesting. There's nothing. There's a Chick-fil-A that the line is always too too long. And they have a Wolfgang Puck's kitchen upstairs, which is too... But, you know, what I what I want are, like, good fast food if they're going to have it. But sometimes, like, mm-hmm. if you've been on a long, long leg, like, there's nothing but the fast food options. But America... Let me just say, American food options airports are bad. Although Newark, Newark Airport has really upgraded their options across the board. But in general, I, I'm not choosing to eat at airports unless I have to. But if it has something like a Bojangles or... Um, Whataburger in Texas? No. I, no. I, uh, uh, Austin, you can get barbecue in the airport, which is awesome. They have a, oh. a salt lick there. Um, uh, there's a Koi Palace Express in the San Francisco United oh, Terminal, mm. which is pretty sick. And then there's... In uh, Portland, they have a Burgerville. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, like, I love. Great, great chain. Great milkshakes. Love Burgerville. Yeah. Uh, yep. I make a, a point in O'Hare of uh, the Tortoise Frontera place. Very fucking good. But that's it. Eh. Eh. You know what's the worst is LAX. Not good food in LAX. The worst restaurants are in the Delta Terminal in LAX. Yeah. Really? You have uh, Sticks. <laughs> what is Sticks? Is S-T-I-X. That, is that Chinese food? <laughs> no, it's, I think it's all stuff on like yakitori type things oh. it's, it's, it's really bad <laughs> um although there is a mike jersey mike's that's the kind of stuff that i'm like yeah you gotta you gotta eat. and i'd also say that the lounges have gotten better uh mm-hmm. delta has definitely made their lounge food better but depends i feel like the new york delta lounge has gotten better the lax delta lounge not so much mm. i guess we could talk a lot more about where to eat and what to eat in airports but to me the more exciting thing is where to eat before you get to the airport koi palace is another place in san francisco that is like for a long time i'd go there before i would get on a flight mm-hmm. um the in and out on the way to lax before oh, i lived here yeah. was a place where i'd always go before so to me, it's less about where to eat in airports and where to eat on the way to the airport is the more interesting question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should do something longer on that for sure later. But um, for now, we're gonna we're gonna finish it out this podcast with our recurring question: What's the best thing you ate this week? I made it yesterday. Um, so the kebab shop that I love very much that I will not name. Um, <laughs> And I got to go back to Mini Kebab. I haven't been there in a bit. But um, they were doing these grilled ribs, pork ribs. And Grace wanted some pork ribs because she's been having more requests than ever. And I cooked them in my any day for about like eight minutes. And I rubbed a ton of Momofuku savory salt on them. And then I, while, while that was happening, I got uh, my charcoals ready. And I had some asparagus. And I brined some pork chops. This was for 
Grace, myself, and and Hugo, I made. <laughs> it was a rack of spare ribs, uh, three pork chops, asparagus, fingerling potatoes, uh, spring onions, and um, what else? And I made a salad. And when I spend time to actually make food properly, it's pretty good. Yeah, it turns out so, you're you're pretty good at this cooking thing. Yeah, yeah, I came out came out really good. <laughs> I was, I was, it's I almost was like you surprised. worked in uh, professional kitchens for half yeah. of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I want to give, I had a, a business meeting last night at Otafuku in Ooh. Gardena. And I want people to go visit that restaurant more and more because it's so good. Yeah. I think, like many restaurants, they were hurting. Their food does not deliver well. And I was glad to see that people are going back and dining in there. But restaurants that you loved, before the pandemic, and if they seem like they're busy now, you need to really double down your efforts and support them even more because they need to recoup a lot of lost weight, like just lost income. And it's sort of like fool's gold. It's an illusion. If they're busy at a certain period, they're probably not busy from five to seven and and the later turns. So mm-hmm. um, go support your restaurants at times when you're not normally going to eat because that's important. And and. Otafuku unequivocally is one of my favorite restaurants in America. It's the kind of Japanese food that I would eat while living in Japan. And if it was near me, I would eat there at least two, three times a week. I really would. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost like a brasserie type of thing. uh, For example, what they serve, but they have great sashimi. They have tamagos. They have great yakitori. It's like a little bit of the best of, a little bit of all things. Um, And their udon and soba, uh, it's delicious. So, extremely reasonably priced. I can't recommend Otafuku enough. So go there in Gardena. And I went there from Pasadena last night at a seven o'clock reservation. And I got there at 50 minutes from, mm. from the east That's side. Quick. So it's not, it's, it's not bad. It's pretty quick. And 30 minutes coming back, it, it took like 28 minutes coming back. So it's not that crazy far away regardless. So go, go check out Otafuku if you're in LA. And it's another thing where if you're flying into LAX or leaving LAX, Gardena is a good place to eat yeah. on the way to the airport. Up and down Western, there's a bunch of great restaurants in Gardena. And, and uh, you can go, take Western down to Torrance and there's a lot of Korean restaurants there too. So South Bay, Los Angeles. I mean, Gardena's, Gardena is one of my favorite awesome. places to awesome. eat in general. I, I mean, it, yeah. it, it has a large Japanese presence, I think, because of the Toyota factories that used to be there in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Torrance has the bigger Japanese Korean presence. But Korean Japanese restaurants in Gardena and Torrance are fabulous. And they have well, they're wonderful. Yeah, everything you want. So I had a great, great restaurant meal there. Uh, we need to finish this up because I have a recording in about 30 seconds. Sorry, so Chris, we're going to have to skip you. <laughs> I apologize. But uh, uh, g- please give us five stars on our Apple podcast page or, or you guys want iPod page, iPod nano page. Uh, and uh, please keep listening to Recipe Club. Please get vaccinated if you haven't. Hugo wants to say bye. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.